Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Emily and Matt. Mm. I'm making um, it happen. My name is Matt, by the way, in case anyone, in case I peeked out for anybody. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. We're, we're, we're uh, Emily and Matt. Uh, Emily, um, this is um, episode 150 of TBD. You know what number that is equivalent to? Uh, the original number of Pokemon? Yeah, the first 150 of them, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we've done a lot of these, but I guess, I guess we should still explain to the listener what this podcast is about. Do you wanna, I don't know, give that a shot? Sure, um, this is a podcast. Matt and I are the hosts. Um, we talk tea. We're talking tea. We all have tea. We have tea today. Not just like gossip tea, but like the drink tea. We also, we have topics. This time, spoiler alert, we have a guest. You You haven't met him yet. I mean, you have met him before, listeners, but you haven't met him yet today. Um, and we're going to be talking topics, but but that topic might not be known to us. Might not be known. <laughs> that, that's what I said. Mm, um, okay. Tea and topics. I think I did it all. <laughs> tea and topics. Okay. Um, there you go. So um, I don't know. I don't feel like making our guest wait any further. Do you? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of our guest um, on the pod today. Here he is. Is dear friend of the pod. Truly dear friend, returning guest, fourth time, Oh, Alex Simmons. Hey, thank you so much. Emily and Matt, switching it up. Now I'm Matt and Emily. No. Made it happen. Except on the branding, I have to keep it that way because I'm not gonna edit the image. (laughs) No, No, it's not worth it. Thank you though, Uh, four times is more than what I deserve to be a guest. So the record. It's double of the amount of any other guest. That's that makes me feel so special. Um, um, thank you. Four times as many as most guests. Double the next most for a guest. <laughs> I'm like Paul F. Tompkins, you know. You're basically Paul F. Tompkins of yeah. this podcast. Sure. That makes me feel even more special. Thank you. Um, I just want to do a quick check-in with you guys. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Oh, um, my um my fingertips on my left hand are really raw because um i started playing my guitar again and which which um listeners since the summer might recall that i had mentioned that i was learning guitar again well i fell off the wagon for a little bit but i'm back on (laughs) and now i have raw fingertips wow that's That's how i'm feeling alex how you doing feeling good i um my knuckles on both my hands are very raw. They're just dry from the harsh winter, which is weird because I really don't go outside ever. Um, um, I'm also like Matt in that I'm trying to learn um, the keyboard, the piano, for those who call it that. But <laughs> I've fallen off the wagon, so I need to get back into it. But I did just build an elliptical, and I've been exercising. Um, wow. So, you know, trying to make it work. Trying to plow through the core. Keep I, busy. 
I, speaking of exercising, I added both exercising and practice guitar to my calendar. So like I, I actually schedule them into my days now. <laughs> you have to. I have on my to-do list exercise. Um, uh, but unlike these two, I've not learned any new skills. I'm not learning any new skills. I baked, I baked blondie brownies yesterday. Mm. Wow. That's what so I did. Emily, how are you though? How, how are you hanging in there? I'm good. You know, I'm good. Um, good. Wow. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Isn't it funny when you ask people how, if, how they're doing these days, everyone just, it's like long pauses and words like good and fine, <laughs> but like lots of pausing. <laughs> um, I watched the inauguration. I, I teared up a few times. I did too. I really did. I was like, why am I crying? Um, this? <laughs> I read an article today about um, Kamala Harris's husband's ex-wife and their like good her good relationship with with Kamala and it, I also teared up I have a problem oh I was watching uh what how, how did you guys watch the inauguration on what uh, 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 platform I like... watched on YouTube like YouTube live I think it was like ABC news I watched it on my tv through my Chromecast I wa I mean, like, I watched I watched ABC one, and they were talking about, they kept talking about, uh, yeah, his the the husband's ex wife and how her and Kamala are friends, and I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. It, you have to be friends with, like, if your if your ex husband's new wife is the vice president, you have to be nice to her. I think. I will say that according from as far as I can tell, uh, they've been married since before she was even a senator. So it's been she was a, attorney general, a according to the article mm. I've read today. Yes, yes. Um, so it was before that she even knew she would become vice president. One day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about the fur the her husband. I don't even know his name. Ugh. Doug, Doug and Doug. He came yeah. walking out. He got introduced. He, uh, his, his, wasn't his daughter was the one that everyone was like talking about her fashion. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. As wow. I just want to, I just want to clear some space for myself here. Uh -huh. There was some really great fashion. Ella Imhoff's coat was really good. Um, but there was a lot of really good coats, but yes, everyone was talking about it. It was like plaid with like sparkles on the top. Mm. Yeah. That was the one people, that was the one that like Twitter grabbed on. It was like, she had won won the inauguration or whatever. Um, oh, see, my Twitter seemed to say Michelle Obama won for her. See now, I like Michelle Obama's because I I read one thing that was like I was like that's correct where it was was because she's wearing a mask too and it was like Michelle Obama comes out like one of the Avengers, <laughs> her whole <laughs> outfit, her like the big belt buckle. I was like hell yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I really appreciated Kamala Kamala Harris's entire getup because. There's a Simpsons episode where Lisa becomes the president. Mm, yes. She's wearing almost the exact outfit. Yeah. And it just uh, resonated a lot. And isn't that the when when Lisa's the president, wasn't Donald Trump the former president? Yes. <laughs> That's like the other uh, time. It's incredibly coincidental. Yes, Emily, the Simpsons predicted Trump would become president. <laughs> yes. Do you guys like this show? They I mean, they don't predicted in a positive way they literally call that he'd be a bad president yes they were not positive about and this was this Trump. was this episode came out like 20 years ago but this they is, did this, this to us they vision boarded it happening they willed it into existence yeah, but they also willed it into kamala harris so that's good it's always Ugh. the darkest before the dawn as they say that's true um 
<laughs> that was pretty good, right? Um, I also watched the inauguration around Garth Brooks is sort of when I started uh, turning out, though I did finish him and watch a little bit of that poem that was- that Oh, I loved the poem. How could yeah. you only watch a little bit of it? Um, well, I mostly wanted to make sure that Joe Biden safely was inaugurated. <laughs> and, then, and then when that happened, I was like, oh, well, okay. The poem was the highlight of the whole event. Poem was good. I, I actually went back and rewatched the whole poem to give it my entire attention. Uh, it's good. Good poem. My favorite part was surprisingly to me, Lady Gaga singing the national anthem. I did <laughs> she not did expect, a good job. I did not expect she to did. like that. Um, even though I don't, have, I don't really have a problem with Lady Gaga. Although one might think, based on some other opinions I have, that I would. But mm. I, I like her just fine. But I also know that like the national anthem can be kind of crazy sometimes. But I think she did a really good job of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she did too. I, I enjoyed her performance. I I like her. I'm fine with Lady Gaga. I really don't care for Jennifer Lopez though. I don't understand why she's always in the spotlight. Like it's great. Good for her. I have no problem. But I did appreciate when she was singing and then she wrote, she like just jumped in and said, let's get loud, which I don't think is part of no. historical music lyrics, but I liked it. It was cool. Um, I, I was spoiled from, from seeing her on New Year's. I was like, I just saw her perform. Why am I watching this again? <laughs> she also, I'm pretty sure, was at the Super Bowl. Last year, last year's one? I'm this one hasn't there. happened yet. But right? like, what what song has she, I know this is not on topic, but you know, what has she released other than Jenny from the Block? And you know, like what was her big song? What's that was one with, the, she's in the, she's in like the, the, the lights and the green lights and they're going crazy. Isn't that her? <laughs> Oh, Waiting for Tonight? That's yeah. also like 30 years old, though. I don't know. I have no problems. First of all, there's nothing wrong with anything 30 years old. But that <laughs> also true. is not quite that old. I think it's from like early, early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She um, was at the last Super Bowl with Shakira. Like wow. Wow. Very cool. Um, do we have anything more to say about the inauguration? Do we want to? <laughs> T-talk, 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 T. Doc. We're talking tea today. Um, yet again, we have three. We have three people on this podcast. We have three teas, and I have nominated guest Alex Simmons to share about his tea. Whoa, nominated! Whoa. Okay, I second the nomination. The nomination has been approved. Thank you, <laughs> Carry Matt. On, thank you for speaker. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Matthew and Emily. Um, today I'm drinking my favorite brand of tea, uh, Yogi tea which is a pretty mainstream brand you know it's not like Lipton where everyone knows it but it's not like David's tea where I I don't know where to buy that um this you buy tea, it at the store called David's tea see that's too much work I can get yogi at like food town Rite Aid um it's true and, and more um always judge a tea's quality by its availability <laughs> <laughs> this tea is very available and therefore it's very good. I just dropped it, but the flavor, the, the flavor of tea, this is a chai uh, roux, how do you say it? Roybas. Roybas. Thank you, Matt. This is a chai roybas, warming and spicy sweet, caffeine-free, certified organic. The ingredients, which I will read, roybas, <laughs> whatever, leaf, cardamom, pod, cinnamon bark, ginger root, clove bud, and stevia leaf. Um, 
I will say my favorite thing about Yogi Tea is that they always have a little little snippet fortune. It's like a fortune cookie mm-hmm. on the tea. And this one says, kindness is the light of life. Wow. And I really like that. Makes you think. Makes you think how it's always dark before the dawn <laughs> and how dark it was uh, for the past four years. And that's what I'm drinking. Wow. Um, okay, Let, let's, let's get into this tea. Let's, uh, let's dig in. Let's go. Is this the first time you've had this tea? This is not the first time I've had it. And I'm sorry if that was, if I'm oh, breaking the rules. It, no. You absolutely are not breaking the rules. This is, uh, I actually recently picked up like four different flavors of Yogi. I was like, I want to try some caffeine free and some non-caffeine free. Uh, so caffeinated. I, for, <laughs> for lack of a better term, caffeinated, but this is not caffeinated. Um, and it says warming and spicy sweet. And it is very much so because it's cold out, it's winter. And this one, and I also have a, uh, a Bath and Body Works candle going and it's a cinnamon clove. Wow, you're in a real wintry cinnamon. I'm gonna change my name to Alex Cinnamons because do, I have to. Do what you need to do. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, and it's not the first time and it's definitely not the last time that I'll be drinking this tea. Um, um, okay, <laughs> do you taste the cinnamon in it? So I'm drinking it black. I have not added any sweetener or milk to it. Definitely the strongest is the cinnamon. Um, but it also has like a spicy kind of like, you know, it doesn't say, it, oh no, it does have clove. Yeah, I taste the clove in it. Um, whenever I think of clove, I think of Easter ham. My mom would make a ham and she'll put clove pieces in it. Uh, I don't know if that, I don't know what else you do with clove. So make hot toddies with them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's what, that's the vibe I'm getting from this. Okay. And it's, it's very, and the stevia too, it gives it a little sweetness. Yeah. It should be, should be sweet. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, but there's no sugar. Wow. wow. Just um, like me. <laughs> so let's say. Okay. You're Alex. Okay, I'll say that. I'm out. Um, and and you're sitting in your house. That's what good. what is the vibe for you when you want to pick this tea? Like, like, when are you picking it? Like, as opposed to the other teas you have. Yeah, the other teas I got, I have, I have a uh, mint green tea. I have like a berry green tea, but we're not talking about those right now. We're talking about the chai, rude boys. Um, I will drink this tea because it's decaf. I'll drink it at night. Usually when I'm, uh, when I'm done with work, done watching Jeopardy at seven o'clock and I'm like, you know what? I want to play some Halo. So I'll make some tea and I'll sip it while I'm playing Halo. And it's a perfect companion for like these dark winter nights where you're just chilling in your slippers. I just got some slippers recently. Wow. And uh, I'll light the candle. I'll put on. I'll turn the lights on so it's not dark in here. And it's just like a. I guess I would call it like, not cottage core, but this is what cottage core tastes like. I think. Um, okay. Yeah, like, I, I get. I, I get what you're saying. So I'm like simulating, being in a cabin playing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> a cabin with with video games. <laughs> oh, it's my dream. 
I mean, it's 2021. I think we could have cabins with video games. I think we should. I think we all should. We should all do that. Are we buying a cabin together? Is that what's happening? Can we please? Uh, I'm down. Okay. I'll use that stimulus check for that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make some tea. And um, we'll hang out. Listen, I'm all about hanging out and drinking tea and uh, cottages. And playing Halo. <laughs> and playing Halo. Yes. Which I've got to say, I've been doing a lot of drinking tea and playing video games as well. So It's just what you have to do, and especially in quarantine. Can't go out. Can only stay in. Yep. I've been playing a lot of Tetris, which as listeners and the two of you may know, I it's my favorite video game. So I get it. I get it. Um, I've actually... for you. I've been juggling a lot of video games, which which is actually not usually how I roll, but um, I think it's because I have them all for my PC now, so they load like that. So like before when I'd have to like put in a disc or like a cartridge or like let it, even just let a game load on like Xbox or whatever, it's like, it always feels annoying to switch games. Totally. <laughs> but totally. now that I have this PC and the games like load immediately, I'm like, oh, I can play Halo. And as soon as I'm frustrated, I just hit Alt F4, closes the game <laughs> out. <laughs> And then uh, I go pop open another game. <laughs> I love that for you. Uh, I yeah, honestly, the best part about PC games is is just Alt F4. I I'm so mad I'm done, <laughs> and they just close the app forever. <laughs> wow. I I don't PC game. I do have the new Xbox Series X, and it loads very fast. I have heard it is very that is that one is very fast. It's fast. It has quick resume, which makes for more tea making, mm-hmm. and game playing. I think I'm boring Emily though. She's clearly yawning. Look at her yawning. My brother finally was able to order his Xbox Series what? X. It's not yeah. coming until like February 5th or something. He said. Oh, all but, right. He's got. He's halfway there. Yeah. Um, you got to be a little mall rat like Alex in order to get them immediately. <laughs> not a mall rat. I was on the Walmart website and I just happened to get lucky. Oh, so you were a wall rat. <laughs> I'm a wall rat. I just want to say, Alex, you're not a rat. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to clarify that I still think you're a rat. <laughs> well, no, thank you. Um, let me know when you want to play Halo sometime. Yes, I, I'm always down to play Halo. Um, I play like every single day. So. Let's play it later today. <laughs> All right, that's a deal. All right, you heard it here first. Alex, um, Alex I have a question for you. Okay. So I know as your friend that Halo is your cup of tea. Halo is certainly my cup of tea. But is this Yogi Tea's Roy Chai Roybos? Roy Boss. Roy Boss, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Whoa, that drum roll. I feel like I need to really set this up. I will say this is certainly my cup of tea. This is probably my favorite decaf tea. Wow. Uh, That's high praise. It is. I mean, listen, kindness is the light of life, okay? I don't get that from a can of Coke uh-uh. or a bottle of water. Do you consider a can of Coke and a bottle of water decaffeinated tea? God, no. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. And I would never drink them in, uh, in substitution of tea. Um, can you read that fortune again? Kindness is the light of life. Do you know how unfortunate you're supposed to add in bed to the end of them? Oh dear. Oh my. Kindness is the light of life in bed. There you go. 
There good. You, go. you gotta be kind everywhere. In your bed. In your bed. In your house. In your on house. the subway car. Walking down the street. So many places. And even in quarantine when you're all alone. Gotta be yeah. kind to yourself. Exactly. And uh, furthermore, I am drinking it out of my Pikachu Link cosplay mug. And it just makes it even better. Wow. Mm. Funny, um, because Pikachu can only say his name and Link can't say anything at all. Wow, that is funny. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, Alex, you've shared about your tea. It's time for Matt to share about his tea. I have. Mm. Let's go, Matt. Matt, yes. what tea are you drinking today? Wow, I'm drinking... Um, the the tailors of Harrogate, um, Earl Grey tea, uh, Earl Grey leaf tea. I don't know why they found the ne it's necessary to say leaf tea on here, but um, yeah, Taylor's Earl Grey. And short time listeners may recall that I had a Taylor's tea two weeks ago on this very same podcast, <laughs> and uh, that was a green tea, uh, lemon green tea, and that one was a bag tea. This is a loose leaf tea. Comes in a little tin. Um, Good instrument playing. Thank, thank you. you. Mm. Uh, I tapped it with my non-raw fingertip. <laughs> um, this was a Christmas present uh, of mine. It is a uh, classic black tea, gently fragrant, fragranced with natural bergamot. And um, I'll read some copy. Our classic Earl Grey uses finest quality black orthodox Kongao Kongao leaves from China. Selected for their smooth, mellow taste, we gently blend them with the natural essential oils of bergamot, a fruit with a fragrant citrus flavor. This classic combination creates one of the world's finest and well-known specialty teas. Specialty teas. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's it for this tea. There's more copy, but it's about the, the, the company. I don't need to read that. <laughs> we read it last time. Um, so yeah, it's an Earl Grey. It's it has a really when you open it, like and it's just smelling the leaves, a super strong bergamot scent, um, and that comes out through the flavor. It is a very strong, very strong bergamotty flavor, way probably more than any other Earl Grey I've ever had. <laughs> and um, um, it's kind of tastes like it has lemons in it in that way, uh, even though that's not an ingredient, just the bergamot part. Uh, question, Emily. Um, well, I don't have a question. I'm just saying I'm jealous of this tea because I've been wanting some Earl Grey tea recently, but I don't have any and I'm not allowed to buy teas unless they come in my Dollar Tea Club box or my Sips by box. So you order them. Wait, why is that like a personal? Rule? It's a personal thing because I have too many teas. Mm. I'm drowning in teas. Wow. Is bergamot, 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 uh, bergamot, bergamot. That that's like a citrusy kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I don't really know what one looks like, but yes, that, that's sort of the deal. <laughs> I think my last time I had Earl Grey was at a Starbucks on like 59th Street and <gasps> it was burning hot. I like, I just like all the taste buds on my tongue were destroyed and mm. it was delicious after it cooled off. Um, and it was very, it tasted like orange, like orange zest. Yes. Good. I liked it. Other than the searing pain, it was a good experience. Um, can I ask you guys 
Well, Matt, I'm asking you this specifically. How does this compare to other Earl Grey teas you've had? Uh, it's like the most bergamot tea I've had. Um, it's uh, it's interesting because um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really strong in a lot of ways, I guess. But um, that also might be because it's like new, and I'm used to drinking all my stale teas. I have. <laughs> um, but uh, it's good, and it just is like. I don't know. It's like stand. It stands above everything else in how in how strong that bergamot taste is, and how much how strong it smells too. Because um, I know you know all teas have a fragrance, but this is like just opening the tin smells like burning a candle almost. <laughs> um, a bergamot scented candle. Wow. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good. At first, I thought it might be too strong, but then uh, so I actually under steeped it. This is my second time having this tea, and uh, so I kind of under steeped it the first time. Or I went on like the lower end. I didn't understeep it, but then uh, this time I I did the entire five minutes of steeping, and I'm glad I did it. It's it's not like um, it's not overwhelming, uh, which is was, was my concern the first time. <laughs> okay. So it was, it's, I made it better this time. Let's put it that way. Okay, and Matt, did you put milk and sugar in this tea? Um, I did put milk and sugar in this tea. Um, I wanted to go a little more uh, traditional with this Earl Grey. And I also wanted to cool it down a little with the milk. <laughs> there you go. And I've got actually our, our the podcast's uh, long time milk, milk pouring milk thing. Jar. I haven't really used this uh, <laughs> since we stopped recording the podcast at my apartment, but um, decided to, to bust it out today because I made myself like four or five cups of tea. <laughs> I'm going nuts. Okay. It's a lot of tea. Wow. Matt did say when he logged on, he said, I might have made too much tea. It's true. But you can never have too much tea. I mean, I probably, I think I've already drank like almost, no, I have maybe, I have maybe have one full cup out of five left. So I think I've drank four cups of it. Well, listeners, I do want to let you in a little bit behind the scenes. It took us an hour to start recording once we all logged on. <laughs> it um, did, it did. It did. So. <laughs> there may have been a pee break during like between when we started recording and when we actually started the podcast there was there's like a recorded pee break in here somewhere that none of you will get to hear <laughs> it'll be the bonus content you release later it's like wow. just it's just emily going like you're gonna you guys both left me here alone <laughs> i did say i'm alone now Aww. and then i looked at my phone yeah how alone can you be when you have a phone right <laughs> remember when people sure. used to have to actually be alone oh, it's crazy oh. hey matt yeah. Would you say that this Harrods Gate Earl Grey Classic Tea? It's ta Taylor's of Harrogate. <laughs> whatever. Is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I'm just saying I Taylor's is like the actual branding. Of Harrogate is like the sub whatever. Um, yeah, it's my cup of tea. It's good. Um, which is good, which is great because I have a ton of it in this tan. <laughs> um and it's funny because I, before two weeks ago, I'd never heard of this Taylor's, or before I'd gotten these as gifts, I never heard of Taylor tea. And both teas have been, were gifts and both teas were from completely separate people. <laughs> that had not, like, there's, there's no reason they would have shopped at the same store, talked about it, any of that stuff. It was just two completely separate gifts of the same tea company. I and just assumed uh, that they were from the same person. Nope. <laughs> And um, they uh, somehow I, I, I've now been introduced to Taylor's. It's good. This is my cup of tea. Uh, everything's great. 
Wow. 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 Um, Emily, the third of the three of us, you are drinking yet another tea. What is that tea? Thank you so much for asking. I am drinking. It is a tea called Nutcracker, and it's from the Dollar Tea Club. Um, And just to give you a little, little information about it, it was from the December box, I'm pretty sure, but that doesn't super matter. Um, the copy says, Nutcracker's holiday marzipan notes in subtle sweet taste make it a delightfully smooth and refreshing cup of tea. Mm. The is ingredient. Is true? I just need to know, is that true? No, it's not true. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. The ingredients are rooibos. That is the connection I have with your tea, Alex. Yes. That's it. Um, papaya pieces, candy, almond pieces, and natural flavors. And I picked out this tea today because I think it's a nice throwback to when we used to have more crazy teas. Because, give me one second, I'll find them for you. There's little sprinkles in it of little snowflakes. <gasps> wow, so what? pretty. And there's little... Matt and I once had a had a tea that had little silver 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 balls in it. Well, let's get to that and this one silver. has little silver balls. Oh my gosh, wow. this is so festive. Um, um. So let's go back to this tea. Besides the fun reasons that I picked it, mm-hmm. um, this tea tastes like cough syrup. It smells Ooh. like cough syrup. It tastes like cough syrup. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Um, now. Does anyone here consider cough syrup to be smooth? I do not. I think, I think it, I don't, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it, um, you know, I don't want to spoil it. I wouldn't say I'm particularly enjoying this tea. I am kind of bummed. I have so much more of it. Mm. Um, doesn't look like that much more. <laughs> it, it's probably enough for like one or two more cups of tea. That's the thing about the Dollar Tea Club that's good is that they don't send a lot of the tea. So it, uh, they don't, they're not lingering around very mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. So I like these like silver balls and the snowflake. They, they just dissolve in the water. I think water. so. Yeah, I can look at the, let me look at the tea leaves and see if there's anything in there. Wow, reading the tea leaves. Yeah, read those tea leaves. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no candy or silver balls. So they just dissolved. Yeah, hmm. I assumed that, yeah. Sometimes they, they, they put them in there and they're either sugary or sometimes they're just like nothingness. So they just like dissolve and, and they, they don't have like no flavor. But mm. I wonder if like maybe the silver balls are sugary and the sprinkles are maybe just nothingness, possibly, potentially. Yeah, I will mm. say another reason I picked this tea is because I never had it. We've never had a tea, I think, with papaya in it. Um, I don't 100% know what papaya tastes like. Um, although I think part of this problem is just the, the rooibos flavor is so strong. Mm. and then all of the the other things come together and it, it truly it tastes like cough syrup and did um, you say there's almonds yes almond pieces there's a lot going on in that tea that's also part of the problem and there's a lot happening in it mm. therefore it doesn't feel smooth because my taste buds are out of control wow that sounds overwhelming um like i kind of don't want to finish this tea oh no oh did you put can I ask questions or is this <laughs> you can host ask any territory? You can ask, you can ask questions. I just want to know if you put any sugar or honey or milk. Anything. I put one thing of sweet and low in it. 
Um, and I don't uh, know if it would have made it, if that makes it worse or better. Um, well, I feel like sweet and low is bitter. It's really uh, just sweet. Isn't it? It's just sweet. Yeah, it's like artificial sweet. Yeah. Like, pu- pungent, it, maybe. It is Emily's sugar of choice, so I'm sure she's yeah. used to the sugar. True, true, true. <laughs> I will say, I, maybe it, I, it might have already been too sweet with the candy. Yeah, you ever have that problem where you like have something so sweet that it like almost gives you like a sore throat? <laughs> yeah, but when I, I taste, I wonder if that's the taste isn't super sweet. It's just like it is sweet, but the taste is more just. I'm going mm. back in. Going yeah. in for another sip. Go back in. You could mix it with like uh, what is it, soda or something to make like scissorp? Isn't that uh? <laughs> And that's the sprite mix it with sprite <laughs> is that a thing that the kids used to do to like robo trip i think so yeah i think the kids did that honestly in a way it tastes like flat soda mm. ah. i'm going back in pour it with uh, uh put it in some seltzer emily have you had this prior to today no you have not no uh, she's shaking her head it recently got to the on deck circle or the the at base of tea shelf of my tea stuff organization. And I, I truly, I picked it because I was like, well, there's some fun stuff in here. We'll make it interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. It does look fun. Well, I mean, that was the most fun we've had about with this. <laughs> um, okay, should we uh, ask you a question? Yeah, you should. Emily, uh, do you find this um, sprinkle ball tea to be your cup of tea <laughs> or not your cup of tea? I'm not even gonna say the name again because I feel too bad. Cause I, I, this is not my cup of tea. And I think truly it might be one of my least favorite teas I've ever had. Whoa. Wow. Um, well, that's why you try it out, right? It's good to try things and find out if you like or don't like them. If you're intrigued about this tea, you can buy it for $8 um, on the website for Dollar Tea Club. I really um, am intrigued. I have to say, I am intrigued. I can send you this tiny bit. The fact that uh, you don't like it makes you want to try it. I just want to know what all those, that medley of flavor together, I want to know. It's called you want Alex, I will put it in a little Ziploc bag and I'll put it in the mail to you. I I, I will fall to my knees with, with <laughs> gratitude if you did that. Yeah. Wow. Um, Thank you. All right. Tea talk done? Tea talk complete? Bye, tea talk. Bye, tea talk. Um, all right. Um, I guess we can uh, move on to Alex's topic. Are you good with that, Emily? Why would I not be good about that? Uh, I'm just making sure. Uh, I'm just checking in with you to make sure you're okay with that. Um, Alex, I, move, you... I will not move forward unless Emily approves. Okay, let me think about it. <sighs> huh. Yeah, I approve. Okay, okay. You like, she just like did all the math. Okay, go ahead. Alex, on. that's the math portion of the podcast. Emily did the math. Um, Alex, you, we, we brought you on this podcast, not just because you're our friend, but because we thought you could supply us with some sort of topic that um, one or both of us is unaware of. And um, I just wanted to know, what is the topic that you have for us today? Well, the topic I have for you guys today um, is a very special topic. It's not just your run of the mill, you know, here's a thing I'm into kind of thing think this is a really important topic mm-hmm. and i have a feeling i have a feeling emily may have an inkling she may not she's she seems to be playing coy so i'm just gonna jump into it 
topic that I have today is probably the most important, possibly the second most important news story of 2020, at least in the entertainment world. Um, this mm. topic, Matt may have an idea, he may not. Uh, this topic is Taylor Swift's ninth studio album, Evermore, released December 11th. 2020, five months after her eighth studio album, Folklore, which this is, as she's put into her own words, the sister album of Folklore. And I have so much to say. Um, okay, I do want to give a little, little. I want to be a little honest with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Now, normally, neither of us know the topic. However, I specifically asked Alex a few weeks ago, I said, do you want to come on the podcast so we can talk about Evermore? And he said yes. said, yes. said um, yes. So I was fully aware of what his topic was going to be. Um, I will Matt, say that Matt, Emily, Emily certainly tipped her hand a little, I don't know, either intentionally or harder than she thought, because I, yesterday in preparation for this, listened to this album, pretty certain <laughs> that this was going to happen. Um, what and, I will say uh, I, when I asked Alex if he wanted to talk about Evermore I said to Matt the next day or a few whenever I talked to him next I was like I want to have Alex on again and he's like <laughs> I wonder why that is and I was like I don't know <laughs> because yeah. you love me like what do you mean why else I mean come on yeah. that's true we do love you that's thank honestly you. that's the main reason oh thank you but we uh, also love, love Evermore it's true yeah. Um, well, I listened to it for the first time yesterday, knowing full well, I was like, well, I'm at least going to participate somehow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. First time yesterday, Matt, you're a month and a half late. Wow. I, I don't even want to tell you how late I would have been if I didn't think you're, if I didn't know you're going to be on the podcast today. <laughs> it's not even tis the damn season anymore. Um, and a uh, song I'm aware of, because I listened to it yesterday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into this album. Let's As go. Alex said, it's Taylor Swift's ninth studio album. Um, but I want to turn it over to the guests a little bit and say, you know, what are your overall thoughts? All right. On Evermore. My overall thoughts on Evermore. Um, I love this album. I have listened nonstop to a majority of the songs. Not every song. There are 17 tracks, uh, which, you know, it's a lot. It's over an hour long. I was like, oh, it's it, <laughs> exactly an hour according to Spotify. Maybe? It's exactly an hour. And then when she released her two bonus tracks, it became 69 minutes long, which is nice. hilarious yeah. and nice. Um, I love this album. I, I can't actually put down. There's like, I, I, I have a big list of stuff written here. I love your dry erase board. Thank you. I'm trying to be envir eh, environmental. Um, there are like five or six songs that I really can't stop listening to. There are two or three songs that I, I would say are 10 out of 10 songs. Um, I do think I like Folklore a little bit more than Evermore. Um, probably because Folklore was, a, was, just, was nothing more than an iconic album drop. Uh, second to none, possibly Beyonce, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, uh, no shame. <laughs> no, Matt, this these is my time. These iconic album drops. <laughs> uh, yes, but I do love Evermore, and I'm so glad that uh, it's the same like vibes as Folklore, mm -hmm. because I, 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 
I love it. I'd yes. like to pop in with a question here because I actually didn't find this to be particularly like folklore. Um, because this one, this album struck me as a much, much more of a pop album mm -hmm. uh, and or and or more of a country album, uh, like but like um, modern country. <laughs> um, like there seems to be a lot higher, a lot more production on this album. And I don't and when I say production, I don't mean that it's a positive nor a negative. Um, but there seems to be like of higher production, more and more poppy in that in that sense. So I like honest, I was like, okay, well, I get these are two Taylor Swift albums, but I had heard this. I mean, obviously, when you release two albums five months apart, there's going to be a comparison. But um, considering all that, they're actually, for my money, sound pretty different from each other. Uh, how do you guys feel? Uh, what makes them sister albums in, in that way? Uh, I think, well, I think part of it is, is that it's pretty much the same collaborators, but she goes even harder with Aaron Dresner, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. yep. um, like m many more of the songs are produced with him and written with him. Um, and I also think I do, I do agree that they don't sound exactly the same. Um, and my overall thoughts is, well, I'll, I'll save that for a second, but they have similar, they're both cottage core to go back to yes. that phrase. They were both like kind of sad, some happy moments, not huge pop songs. Um, yeah. I do think this album leans more to like country pop, but it's still not pop pop. Yeah, like it's like if you took folklore and then maybe fearless and you kind of combine them mm -hmm. because fearless is her most country sound, although maybe her her debut album is more country. Uh, but this seems to go back to her roots, but it also has, like Matt says, more production. And I agree, it has more production than folklore. Uh, and I honestly really like that. I, I, I like pop music. I think it makes me feel alive. <laughs> uh, and folklore didn't have a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I, I liked a lot, but I do enjoy that this album kind of <laughs> combined her Mm -hmm. I kind of combined a bunch of her her discography into one into evermore yeah, yeah. um my overall thoughts is that I think folklore is a better album mm. but evermore I like evermore more I get a rush every single I time that. I listen to it specifically a few of the songs I'm like I feel good right now oh I I we I can't wait to get into these songs specifically because I'm sure we'll have some agreements some disagreements oh I think so yeah. um um also to speak to the sister album I'm going to quote Taylor Swift just a little bit please do to put it plainly we couldn't stop writing songs to try to put it more po poetically, it felt like we were standing on the edge of the folklorian woods and had a choice to turn and go back or to travel further into the forest of this music. We chose to wander deeper. I've never done this before. I've always, in the, in the past, I always treated albums as one-off eras, and moved on to planning the next one after the album was released. And then she goes on. I want this as a song. This, this <laughs> the poetry of what you just read is like, <laughs> why isn't that like, there should be a song that's like her singing, but then it just like breaks down into like a rap style thing where she says all of what you just said. Like, <laughs> oh, um, no. She goes on to talk about sing. how both like of it. these albums are like escapist and um, she's not always writing from her perspective, which I think is another reason they're sister albums. Escapist, interesting. What she should do is make 
a reputation style evermore combination so that she can take her rapping abilities from Endgame and uh, and turn them into cottage core because that's that's what Matt wants. <laughs> <laughs> I do always want that. Um, um, I like that this album has a bunch of songs that have boat metaphors, which are probably my favorite kind of metaphor. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. Willow has Willow does it strong, and um, the the track Evermore is all boaty. It's boat wow, you stuff start. <laughs> Um, huh? I like good, how you went from music. the first song to the last song. <laughs> well, uh, well, literally, I was, um, I, I wrote some, this, that was, all, I only wrote a couple of notes. <laughs> and one of them was, I wrote, Willow, I love a good ocean metaphor. And then after that, I wrote, hyphen, Evermore track two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, I literally, I was, I was, you know what, to, to really double down on uh, what we were talking about earlier, I was listening to this while drinking tea and playing Halo yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah uh, and i i didn't really know like where i was in the album but i had like a little notepad on my computer open to write these notes and i was like oh and it's the last track <laughs> what a perfect circle of of theme um i'm nothing if not a little consistent in how i behave <laughs> um now that matt has started to talk about the songs i think i have a few more things i want to say but i'm gonna put them in as we talk about the songs Alex, you have hinted at this. Hmm. What are some of the songs okay. that you love and so, why? Okay, that's a, that's a big, that's a big question. Um, I have a kind of funny little like rule. Um, I think every album that she's put out has a best song and my favorite song, which hmm. sometimes are the same song. Uh, for example, I do think uh, Cruel Summer is the best song and my favorite song from Lover. It's a great song. Whole nother discussion right there. <laughs> but for Evermore, I do think the best song on this album is Nobody, No Crime. Ugh. Featuring the Haim sisters. Haim, Haim, I don't know. I never know. I don't know. Hey, I, hey, I did same. not know. I did hey. not know that one of their names was Esty, which I learned today. Uh, and I love that. I love that for her. I mostly know them from being on that one Lonely Island song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. It's <laughs> great. Taylor um, Swift is very good friends with the Haim sisters, in particular, Esty. I love that for them. Um, but that is my second favorite song. My favorite song on this album is track number two. It's Champagne Problems. I think this song, I've listened to that song more than any other song on the album. I think the bridge of the song is just, it's like beyond perfect. Like if there's a word for beyond perfect, I don't want to call it godly because that sounds <laughs> blasphemous, but- I was just going to say godly. <laughs> I'll say it's between godly and perfect. Um, just just that whole song. Um, I, I love that song. You are in agreement with my beloved niece. Oh, that is her favorite song. Go Carly. Um, I do think it's the best bridge on the album. Um, Alex and I had a very similar experience listening to this album for the first time because we somehow were not on the explicit version. We were not. We were on the safe for work version. <laughs> Which, what a nightmare. Um, but Champagne Problems is one of the most explicit songs. I love it. And you know what? Um, I love the non-explicit version. I love the words that she uses 
that they replace way. the words they don't just like edit them out what what no. what are, what are the non-explicit version the non-explicit version is what a shame she's stuck in her head mm. and i love that because what I is the explicit version fucked. she's fucked in the head um and i felt both fucked in the head and stuck in my head and i do wow. think they're two different things yeah. especially as an improviser it gets stuck in your head that's, yeah. why, that's why it's interesting she, <laughs> it's why it's interesting that there's actually a different recording for it that's very strange and you know, like oh she knows what she's doing <laughs> I, I guess i might argue that that's not knowing what you're doing but uh <laughs> okay. I, won't, I won't be i won't i'm i said to myself yesterday i said i'm not going to be mean about this topic <laughs> so, yeah it can be I'm mean be nice no she i don't a song called mean she wants mean she i don't really have you over I do not have overly mean things to say. Um, okay. I just think it is, I'm not sure I agree with the choice to rewrite a song in that way. I think, first of all, I don't think anyone, well, I have a problem with edited versions of songs. I mean, even on like the radio should just be able to say the word fuck. I don't like why, is that, like it's such a weird thing that that can't happen. Um, but uh, I guess like, it's weird to me because I do think it changes the meaning, right? If you change the word, it's no longer the same lyric and i'm like i think that's yeah, i don't know it's odd and at least if it's just like bleeped or something like that you can at least you then like fill in what word like you know what word would go there which is why i think bleeping is so weird because usually you can just fill in the word yourself <laughs> um true but i will say on spotify when i listen to the radio thing on there sometimes it does put in like um you know the the safe for work versions if you will and i get really as if i hear a song and i hear a bleep and a swear i'm like i specifically told spotify not to bleep anything out for me uh but it still does it sometimes <laughs> i i agree i i don't i'm not a fan of censorship i think the radio you should be able to say whatever you want because i don't know look at the world we live in <laughs> if if yeah like if it's all because like parents don't want their kids listening to swears or whatever but it's like hey maybe be a better parent and don't let, pay attention to what your kids are listening to i think that's how i think about it um yeah. oh i was gonna say regarding the swearing on this album and on folklore um i love it i think it truly adds to the whole album uh, like take away the curses and they're not as good yo um, totally and you know listen she's 31 she curses she curses yeah and i, I would never curse. i would never choose to listen to the 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 non-explicit version because mm -hmm. that's censorship and i don't believe in that i have to i have to make sure i listen to the right version <laughs> i think this, i did Looks i like think I this did. i think there are six explicit tracks on this album yeah rated rated e for explicit what did i uh i have to go to my recently listened to things uh um, is so what about well matt looks this up the yes. luxe version so i did listen i listened to the extra long one too <laughs> the extra long i think you mean the better version i think i've also i've like there are certain things this is not this is not a judgment on taylor swift um i don't like i don't like the luxe versions of anything like i'm like either the song belonged on here or it didn't belong on here and i think it's weird when they do it like that well i can't speak to evermore right now but folklore she specifically put a bonus track as a bonus track because she wanted people to think the ending of the album was hoax, but mm -hmm. really the last ending, the real ending was The Lakes. And she wanted That's... people to have some time with hoax as the last album. Ugh. What a hoax she pulled like, on us. Oh, wait, like meaning she released the album with a secret track or she waited to the deluxe to have this bonus track on there? 
Yeah, she waited, waited until like the album shipped out. So that you'd buy another copy of the album. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, so you bought the album. It always came with it. It just took a while to ship. It's true. It's a physical, oh, uh, exclusive to physical at first. Mm-hmm. I so I can admire that as someone who doesn't watch binge, who doesn't binge watch television. I feel like that's the I feel like that's the equivalent of how I like to wait a week between watching episodes of TV shows, um, or at least waiting a couple of days because it makes you makes you think about it. So I do appreciate that. That's not quite to me the same thing as a deluxe version where it's like, you know, for some reason certain. I don't. It's weird when I I don't know when like if this deluxe came out right away. That's also kind of strange, but um. So I, f- I generally think of deluxe as something that comes out like six months later and that they literally are trying to get you to rebuy the album. <laughs> it's um, a business. There's no but... business like show business. Is this show business? Anyway. Yeah. Alex, let's go back to Champagne Problems. Oh, let's go. Why is this your favorite song? Um, that's a big why. I would, I would say I really like the way it starts with the piano chords um because it reminds me of two other songs of her discography that i both that i love and i often will find myself singing those songs before the lyrics of champagne problems kick in wow um specifically it reminds me of um i think it's cornelia street great song uh Mm. yeah yeah the the opening lyrics to cornelia street i will sing to the opening chords to champagne problems and the other song is all too well it seems to me that those two songs fit together um it's very interesting that, that you say that because i i think all too well and tolerate it fit very well together ah interesting i think this whole album may have a lot of all too well uh influence um I've heard a theory that since she's re-recording all of her songs, that when she was writing that she kept being inspired by her old work. What an icon to be inspired by your own work. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, she's iconic. That's one, that's one, way, that's one way of describing that attitude, I suppose. <laughs> what a perfect person. <laughs> listen, she, oh, she's godly. <laughs> she, she never trusts a narcissist because they love her. And if she loves herself, does that make her a narcissist? I don't think so. Does she trust um, herself? I don't. I think she trusts herself. Does she? I wish we could get her on. Oh my god! I wish you guys could get her on. Could you imagine? I would Set just not be able to straight. speak the entire time. Have we asked? Or I would her? never we... stop speaking. Have we tried? We should just try sometime. I mean, it's just everyone's try. doing stuff from home. Maybe she'll come on. So <laughs> she's from. She lives in Rhode Island. You have that connection with her. You could be like, hey, I've I've probably driven by your house. <laughs> Not in a I have way. been in front of her house. <laughs> that might throw her off. Maybe she wouldn't want to be on the podcast yeah. if I say that. No, don't tell. Emily her did that. do that in a creepy way. <laughs> um, the other thing I like about this song, "Champagne Problems," is that it tells a good story, a sad story, story of like uh, a failed relationship, uh, a, an expectation of getting engaged, and then it, and then it doesn't happen. Uh, and I just, I like that. I like that it's, I'm, like, who doesn't relate to Heartbreak? Um, I gotta say, I thought this was uh, lyrically a pretty emo album. So <laughs> I, was like, I mean, that's just more points in uh, my, in my uh, uh, Yeah, no, I'm not, yeah. World. But I was like, man, there's like a lot of sad shit on this album. <laughs> um, I mean, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, um, my dad, I made him listen to it 
um, and his review was, God, she's sad or something like that. Yeah, if uh, someone as rich and pretty as her is sad, what, what's the chance do I stand? <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is, I don't think this is, I don't think any of the, these songs are autobiographical, except for maybe like Marjorie. I, you can still be, you can still write sad, you can write sad things that aren't autobiographical that are still but she uh, letting your does. heart out, you know? True. The, the thing True. I will say about this, this idea that she's not writing from her perspective, that these songs are not about her, is a bunch of crap, okay? Whoa, let's yes, go. Maybe they are not specifically about her, but they are also all, are all about her. Long story short, about her falling in love with Joe Alwyn. Um, Marjorie, about her grandma. Um, closure, about her relationship with Carly Kloss and how they're not friends anymore. Um, right, wow. well, it's time to go about her relationship with Carly Kloss and how she was a liar. Um, Yikes, wow. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'd say like, you don't, yeah, I mean like, I'd say a good writer wouldn't be so explicit to be like, where all your songs are like obviously about you. I mean, that would be, you'd be not a very good writer if that was how you wrote. But, but that's like, how she's always had to write because mm -hmm. people yeah, want to yeah, know about yeah. her life. Oh yes, I understand that she's like trying to get away from that. But like, I think that's perfectly normal is sort of my point is like, this is a, a better better version of her than before because uh, um, it's good to write like that way. It's more creative. You can write more interesting lyrics because that not everything has to be like truthful or whatever. Like mm -hmm. it can be more about your feelings or your fears or your thoughts. Like a lot of songs are just about things you think could happen or are worried are gonna happen or whatever. Now I wanna get to a song that's definitely not autobiographical, I would hope. <sighs> I would hope. I know what you're going to say, and I would um, hope. <laughs> the song you mentioned earlier, as you think the best song on the album. And I got to say, I don't 100% know if I agree with that. All right. But it is a song I get a huge rush when I listen to. Country Taylor's back. She's Nobody, back. no crime. Nobody, no crime. This woman has committed a murder, uh, but it's not so foul. It's like a, a good murder. Yeah, Country he deserved murder. it. Deserved it. Uh, what's it, what is there to say about this track? Nothing, except for it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, I'm, I'm speechless. Wow. Great, great, great content. <laughs> why, Alex, why do you think this is the best song on the album? I think it's the best song on the album because I think it has the best storytelling aspects. I think it's fun. I don't think it's sad. I think it's really exciting i think it's like i've read on people on reddit have said that it's a song she wrote for people who listen to those true crime podcasts yes. and also carol baskin <laughs> and i her husband she whacked him <laughs> anyways keep going uh, savage remix uh yeah she uh i don't know it's just a fun song she mentions olive garden she mentions oh like uh tires i don't know it's a country song it's like uh it's like carrie underwood's uh before he cheats but it's like this is after he cheats i guess yeah i, I feel like a, a lot of country musicians have like the the robbery song or whatever or like the the, <laughs> the like I, I don't know i feel like it's like kind of a i mean there's other artists who do that but uh like the beastie boys are pretty famous for a couple of them but like uh and they're not country at all <laughs> but <laughs> they're uh, not country it's, uh, I feel like it's sort of a cliche to have like that song about yeah committing a crime of some kind. 
Um, Not that that's bad. Cliches I, are fine. It's also very much in the 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 vein of Goodbye Earl. Um, by the, by the chicks. Oh my God. It's because neither of you were young girls uh, in the 90s. Um, anyways, in Goodbye not. Earl. You, you nailed us. <laughs> um, in Goodbye Earl, a friend and her friend, like two friends, kill the other friend, like their one of their husbands. Earl. Earl. Um, mm. Ooh, wow, you got it. You got it, Alex. Um, <laughs> I got it. One of the lines is Earl had to die. And you know what he did? It's a Whoa. great song. Um, the homework for the two of you is to go listen to Goodbye Earl. But now, anyways. Okay. I, I do have a question. Is this on uh, Gaslighter or is this an older song? No, it's older. Because I listened to Gaslighter a couple weeks ago and I enjoyed it. But, yeah. Yeah. No, but oh, Goodbye wow. Earl. Sadly, not on Gaslighter. Wow. Um, right. But uh, I agree it's just fun, even though it's it's about murder. <laughs> It's fun murder. I really like the line when she says, he reports his missing wife. I love the way she says that. <laughs> it's just a fun song. I definitely love it when she mentions Olive Garden. Taylor Swift, when was the last time you were at an Olive Garden? Right. Gotta know. She's never been to an Olive Garden. I'm sorry. Um, also, when she um, is like, good thing my daddy made me get a boat and license when I was 15. <laughs> Oh, uh, wait, I forgot the best line, though. There is a best line in the song. And okay, tell me. It's, she was with me, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> Matt, I'm sure you remember that line. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah. It harkens back to Red Era Taylor Swift when she did so many of those. Mm. Like, mm. and we are never getting back together when she's like, um, she does like the asides and stuff. They just like, all escaped yeah. me. But in tw- Or in 22, she's like, who's Taylor Swift anyway? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Old Taylor's back mm-hmm. from the dead, I guess. She should have had a zombie. She should have had a zombie song. <laughs> um, she should have. But while I don't consider this my favorite song, I do. Emily, consider- I would love to hear. Yes. Keep going. Oh, um, I, it gives me a rush to listen to. It's one of the two songs that whenever I play, I'm like, this is what I wanted, Taylor. Oh, it's. I, one of two songs interesting hmm. Emily I would love to there's so many tracks we can't just focus on one or two we have to get through most or if not all of them um, what are those there may tracks? not be time for all of them <laughs> <laughs> um my favorite song and the song I truly can never wait to listen to um and I usually start this album at Willow because I want I want to live in it sometimes I'll skip some songs but my favorite mm-hmm. song is tis the damn season such a good song though um it's understandable this is a song about going back to your hometown and hooking up with your ex that's really what it's about but well i can say i've never had that experience um i just love the vibes of this song it's a christmas song and you know i don't like christmas songs but it is a christmas song um I just, I don't know exactly what about it is that makes me love it so much, but whenever it's on, I just want to scream sing it. I, I do love that song. I love that she, she has like a, the hometown is like a theme because, mm-hmm. and I also appreciate her. Sorry, Matt, because uh, Emily, you and I are basically Taylor's age. Uh, we would have all graduated high school together, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, I know the feeling of I know what it feels like to be outside of your hometown and to like reflect on it and be like, 
these mm-hmm. this is my hometown and you know and a lot of people feel maybe negative maybe they've grown past their hometown I, I certainly feel like I have um and I appreciate that she's making that a topic like and yes. just the fact that it's about like hooking up with someone you're both mm-hmm. like you're you've both you're both basically past your prime like you're not like in high school or college anymore yeah. you're like I'm back I'm back let's let's have sex and it's it's great I love that yeah um there's like a line that's like you're right I can't relate to that because I'm a few years older than you <laughs> sorry Matt you can't relate to that <laughs> um, I did um aside I recently was talking to my beloved niece about the album 1989 mm. and she does not love it and I said a specific song called The New Romantics, which I think is that's, the second best song on the album. top five of her entire discography. Exactly. And my beloved niece. What's wrong with she, her? She didn't like it. And I was like, oh, you've never been 20. You've never been in your 20s. I get it. Check back okay. in. Check back in All when right. you're 23. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, she um, has to be 22 first and yes. then 23. Okay. Yeah. But back to, to the damn season. She mm. has a line that's like, um, well, one, she says, you can call me babe for the weekend a lot, which I think is great. But she's like, um, I, if you don't ask me to, to stay, I won't ask you to wait or something like that. I'd have to look up the last line. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she knows this is not, it's temporary. And that if she probably stayed in her home, hometown, she'd be happier, but it's not what she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really want to sing the song if I'm ever allowed in the same room with other people ever again with my best friend, Troy Van Gundy from high school because we have the same hometown and it'd be like singing about our hometown. Wow. That would be beautiful. Thank you. Um, but that is my favorite song. Also, she at one point references Muddy Tires and I'm like, Taylor Swift, did you listen to Tim McGraw recently? whoa i don't remember the muddy tires oh she's just in her early songs there was a lot of tire and and getting um, stuck in mud as a way to hook up oh that's a way to hook up your tar- your tire gets stuck in the mud and it's like a trope in country music yeah wow well that happens in nobody no crime where there's new tires oh, that's, that's true. true um oh already no <laughs> we just got a light okay yeah. alex What's the light? Okay, how much how much time do we have? A minute? Oh, like five. Or we got plenty of time. We less. got plenty of time. All right, um, we'll uh, we'll do this. Alex, what are some other songs? We can do them faster. Okay, we'll do them faster. Other, I will say, Gold Rush is a great song. That song is a song I didn't like at first, but it has grown on me, and I really like it now. I'd say it's I, like almost top five. I think it's like yes, me too. I think it's like it's actually I wrote my top five. It's number four on my list. Oh uh, wow. I'll, I'll name my top five. Number one, Champagne Problems. Okay. Two is Nobody, No Crime. Ugh. Three is Long Story Short. I really mm. like just the ending of that song where she says, Long Story Short, I survived. It's like, ugh, I feel that because at the end of the day, you know, you survive. Four, I wrote Gold Rush. Um, and five, I wrote Marjorie because mm. one, Marge Simpson. Uh, <laughs> and two, I really like that it's, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's better grandma. I love my grandmas. Uh, <laughs> I miss them. And then um, I really like Right Where You Left Me. I love, uh, you left me, no, oh, just the whole chorus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Bonus track number one. Bonus track yes. number one. Uh, and I, I'm mentioning it because The Lakes, which was the bonus track on it. Folklore is my favorite song on that entire album. 
And so these bonus tracks, I didn't think were as great as the bonus from Folklore, but I did yes. like that song a lot. I do think one thing about Taylor Swift's bonus album, bonus songs, is I agree these are not two of my favorite of her bonus songs, but to to bring back the song I mentioned, New Romantics, that is a bonus song. The Lakes, yes. bonus song. Those are some yes. of her best songs. Best songs. She's crazy. She is. Um, Put them on the album. <laughs> Put them on the album. Put them on the album. Um, I also like Long Story Short. I've heard a theory that it was a, a cut from Reputation because it very much fits the theme of, like, um, what of um, of like, her relationship her ending with Tom Hiddleston and the beginning of her relationship with Joe Alwyn, um, of a similar vein to Getaway Car. I very much like. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Reputation song. Getaway Me too. Hey. Um. I so my top five is both similar and different. I'd say Nobody, No Crime, Tis the Damn Season. Um, I put Cowboy Like Me, mm. Long Story Short, and Closure. Although I don't know if that's actually my top five. It changes pretty I, regularly. <laughs> I love Closure. I love the opening to that song, like the intro. It's all yeah. like, it's all crazy sounding. Um, the first time I listened to it, I was like, what is happening? I hate this. <laughs> And now I'm like, I like this. It sounds oh, like yeah. stuff is falling, but it fits. It, it yeah, fits. stuff is falling. Um, what are your thoughts on the two? There are technically three duets because Nobody No Crime features Haim, mm. but they're not super duetty. But there's Coney Island and Evermore, which are the duets. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I do think um, Exile is her best duet. And again, that's from Folklore, which is the sister album, so I can mention that. Uh, I think Exile is like a perfect song. But I do like um, I do like Coney Island just because I've been to Coney Island. So it's like Coney Island. Is that song and about hot dogs? It's about hot dogs. It's about pretzels. You know what? She talks about sitting on a bench in Coney Island, and she could very well be eating a hot dog. She could be eating she a was. hot dog. She doesn't explicitly say, I'm not eating a hot dog. <laughs> she does not say that. <laughs> She could be eating a hot dog literally during any of these songs. And we don't know because we can't see her recording them. Who knows? Maybe she loves hot dogs. She might eat hot dogs. She might, she might go to Olive Garden, you know? I would I love know. to know that Taylor Swift is a huge hot dog. It <laughs> just eats so... It's, it's all she eats is hot dogs. All of her songs have a hidden meaning about hot dogs, especially Coney Island. Um, um, uh, hey, like, guys. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but we're winding down a little bit. All right. Um, maybe uh, one last thing and closing thoughts. I'm going to choose Emily first because uh, it's it's Alex's topic. So yeah, Emily I do want to make sure we hit the rest of Alex's notes, but I just want to say that I I think this album has so a few songs I would skip, whereas Folklore, I pretty much always listen to the whole thing. But overall, the peaks, I just, I can't get enough of. I like Coney Island a lot. I know a lot of people don't like it. Um, mm. Also, we haven't even mentioned Ivy and Cowboy Like Me, and those are iconic songs. They are. Wow. They really are. People are going to have to listen to this album and make up some of their own decisions, I guess. <laughs> Alex, I yeah. want to make sure we get all of those thoughts on your, your notes. We, know, we really did. We got them all. I would say I love Ivy. I love how she says, God damn. I think that's so cool. That is um, my favorite part of the song. I love how she curses, just, she curses so much. Um, I also think Ivy is kind of like chapter two of Willow. Uh, I was listening to them and, and they're both plants, 
And someone on Reddit also pointed out that Ivy is four minutes and 20 seconds long. So now they think it might be about weed, which I love that for Taylor. I'm sure it's not true, but oh, yeah, I'm weed hot dog. <laughs> her weed <laughs> and her hot dog. Um, also, just really quick to get them in there. Uh, life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. Amazing. Um, now my eyes leak acid rain. Incredible. Uh, like this might be her best uh, lyric writing of her entire discography. That's how I do I think <laughs> the song, the lyric, my eyes leak acid rain. Um, that's from the song happiness. And yes. that is a beautiful song that is not happy in it's, any way. It's not. And I love that for that reason. Um, I gotta say, I thought lyrically it did, it did seem, I was like, this is pretty good. I only gave it one, you know, listen through all the way, but I did notice the first and the last track are both heavy on the, heavy on the ocean. So I have a feeling there's some, there's something going on there with them being the first and the last official track on the album. Um, one of my favorite lines is in closure. I just need to say this. It's I'm fine with my, my spite and my beers and my tears and my candles. Yeah. And her candles. I'm just like, <laughs> Taylor Swift, I love you. Uh, she is an icon, and I, uh, I and we don't deserve her. We don't deserve her. We don't deserve her. I'm gonna tell you guys, you guys deserve her. It's, uh, it's, uh, you don't don't be ashamed of that. You deserve it. Okay, I, I do have two more questions for Alex. I'm so sorry. I have to ask them. We'll do it quick. Let's go. Okay. Do you want do you want Taylor Swift to do another long pond recording session of this, or do you think it's too much? Um, I watched that recently, and. I did like the little snippets of like trivia between each track, but I kind of was like, eh, I've heard these already. Um, <laughs> so I would forego the um, Long Pond, but if they, if she did one, I would totally watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, me yeah. too. Although the problem with the Long Pond studio session was that they edited out the F word. They kept uh, all that, the other ones. That made me so mad. They, they kept in the shits and whatnot, but uh, yeah. Mm. At least they didn't like change the lyrics. To no, Betty. it was just a bleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dub, dub over the lie of the recording, whatever. Um, Emily, your second question. <laughs> my second question is, Alex, from your yeah. research, yes, have you stumbled upon the theory that Taylor Swift is going to release another album in like four months? Mm, I have not heard this. Um, I thought <laughs> she was re-recording her old songs. What is this new... New, I mean, I would love it if she did, but I have not heard this theory. Four months, um, but I mean, why? solid theory because she's done it one time already. <laughs> people um, get to sound smart. She they set a precedent now. People think, well, at first, a people were convinced she was going to release an album called Woodville because there was like, there was like a, a, like a, like a draft of a cover that was leaked that had Woodville on the side, wow. but it was just a placeholder apparently, hmm. but People just think she's putting hints out there that there's going to be another album and that's a trio out, of albums. She puts out a lot of hints. Better be a good album. <laughs> Do three albums in that short of time. <laughs> hey, um, she. what did you say at the beginning of this of this uh, podcast? Is that like what she, they can't stop writing? They, they exactly. didn't turn back. Like they're going to keep going into these woods, into Woodville. If it's called Woodville, I'm going to be, I'm going to have some thoughts on that. Um, I don't think she can now because I think she's already said like, no, it's not. It has to rhyme. It has to. Someone on Reddit also said that I did a lot of research on Reddit. They made a playlist of this album and folklore, and they called it Taylor with an E at the end. Oh God! So it'll have to have that in it. <laughs> um, I don't think she'll release another album. I think she'll do her re-recordings before. I feel like album. she's got to do like a tour. <laughs> 
she can't. She can't. Well, like, I know, but like, wait till she can do that, then release the new album. Um, I do have tickets to her concert still, whenever that is. Are they like valid? Those tickets? Yeah, they, you could ask for a refund or you could just save it until they have their concert. I'm going to have to go to this. I'm going to have to go whenever it happens because I've never seen her and now it's on my bucket list. She's going to have to do like three straight tours in a row and just like let everyone see her and like do one for each album. Yeah, she'll Um, have to do like a five hour set. The tickets you have are for her previous, even earlier album. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, Because she hasn't toured for any of these yet, right? Yeah. Carly and the Swifties refer to the new new concert as Folk Lover More. That's what it'll be called. That'll what it'll have to be called um I'm, I'm it'll be, it. honestly i'd be really interested to know like what she decides to do for that because I, I always i think of like Al, i think of tour construction in a very specific way usually related to you know whatever your most recent album is but yeah you have three albums and you kind of have to make everybody happy with those but then also like and support all three of them but then also you know if you have to play like your hits from your other albums so it's like what a what a um what a thing to have to juggle. Maybe she'll just do like three hour long concerts. <laughs> well, in the past, she's combined songs. Mm-hmm. She's combined like old songs with newer ones. So she would have to combine like the three, like Lover, Folklore, and Evermore tracks, which would be crazy. I mean, if, yeah. if indeed there are tracks that are like part one and part two sort of each other, I could imagine like, you know, going between Folklore and Evermore, like going from in from one into another and be like, and people will know like, oh, and that song is kind of like that other song. And that'd be like a neat way to transition. And then she'll um, be like, spelling is fun. And you're like, what? <laughs> um, I, I have heard a mashup of, I'm pretty sure it was All Too Well and Champagne Problems that worked. I've well. heard this. I, I've yeah. heard this too. And it does, it's great. I love it. Well, guys, I, I love that you love this album. I think you deserve Taylor Swift in your lives. Um, and she Thank deserves you, you to be Thank honest. You, in the other oh, way Wow. Um, I anyway, hand. I don't deserve anything. But let us hey, move on, you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. You deserve things. Thanks. Matt, you do deserve things. You deserve the Beastie Boys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, Alex, thank you for bringing this wonderful topic to us, even though there seems to be some collusion here. But uh, to keep us honest, I barely knew this was the topic. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we were all prepared for this. I will I'll say, say. once Matt did suggest that we could have repeat guests and we could like have them on for a topic we specifically wanted to discuss with them. I did, I did make this offer. And I was like, you know what? I gotta have Alex on uh, to talk about this album. Just, I don't wanna just, say I deserve it, but I do feel like I deserve to be you here. You deserve it, you deserve it. <laughs> um, I'm just proud that I, I sort of sussed it out. Although even when you asked me a couple weeks ago, I was kind of thinking, it was just, I was thinking like Taylor Swift in a general sense. But then as it got closer, I was like, I think she's just going to do Evermore. <laughs> and so I did. I had a pretty good idea. If it was Taylor it. Swift was the topic, it would be, you'd have to do like eight episodes. Sure. Yeah. Anthology. The TBD uh, Taylor Swift anthology. Yeah. This is a Taylor Swift podcast now. Um, um, we do talk a lot about Taylor Swift. That is for sure. <laughs> um, I, I, do, I do want to say, Alex, there's truly no one I'd rather talk about Evermore with. Thank you, Emily. The feeling is so mutual. In fact, we do it quite regularly. My, just see myself out. <laughs> when, uh, sorry, Matt. When I hear a Taylor song at the store or on the radio, I will text Emily and I'll be like, <laughs> I heard Ready For It at the store. And, and she'll be like, 
And I'm always thinking like I'm bothering her. And then she's never bothered. By I'm never bothered. I love knowing this information. <laughs> I got to tell someone. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's it for uh, Evermore for right now. <laughs> I mean, it goes on um, forevermore, but whatever. Oh, um, whatever more. I don't... Um, um emily do we have anything that you needed to um, read on the air yeah i have to read an email from my mom or she'll never speak to me again uh-huh this is a um a correction um comment from our condiments episode with Corey lewin um it says condiments that's the subject title um and my mother says enjoyed your condiments and dipping sauce episode pet peeve of mine when you ask for mayo and they give you miracle whip they are not the same keep up the content and keep dipping warm regards your your og fan kathy wow wow uh, thank you for uh that, that that nice message it's not a correction i'd say it's just commentary yeah that's fair it's just commentary i'm a big fan of kathy and i love that i think that's a great email that's great commentary i'm i'm gonna say i planned it for your episode to save oh, it for style. your episode how kind um <laughs> Alex, okay. do you have anything that you needed to uh, plug? Any, uh, I don't know, social medias, shows, <sighs> um, shows. other contents? I, I don't know. I truly don't. I will say follow me on Twitter. No, I don't use Twitter anymore. I deleted the app. Uh, and it was so good for my mental health because I don't need that in my life. Um, I'm still on it, just not on the app. Uh, you can follow me. It's um, at AlexDSimmons47. Um, Instagram, it's at Alex D. Simmons. And for those of you in the loop, you may add me on Xbox Live. It's Alex D. Simmons. I actually just noticed you followed me on Xbox the other day. <laughs> I, I, we were not friends. I'm going to text my brother after this and tell him to follow you on oh, Xbox please do. Live. Alex that's, D. Simmons. I need that. Alex D. Simmons. Um, that's it. I'm, the, I'm the MTA 37. T-H-E-M-T-A 37. Uh, follow Matt. Follow me. Follow Chris. What's Chris's yeah. name? Do you know? <laughs> That's okay. Um, Emily, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Oh, well, okay. Um, I'm just going to say go check out my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Matthew Aramondo. Spell out that whole name. <laughs> um, and uh, watch some sketches and maybe subscribe. Uh, at any rate... Um, if you have not already, please subscribe to TBD on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts from. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at TBD Podcast, all spelled out like that. Uh, and if you want to send us an email like Kathy just did, you can send us that email at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we take anything there you want to send us, <laughs> except we'll for viruses. Anything. No viruses. <laughs> um and uh alex thank you for being our guest thank you guys i had so much fun hugs i miss you guys guest. i know hugs for the guests. i want to i want to be in the same room soon but this works this is yeah. okay um, we're in the same zoom room second best second best thing i guess um zoom room <laughs> uh anyways i've been matt Armando. i've been elaine riggins and this has been tbd with Matt and Emily and Alex. <gasps> wow. I've been Alex. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.